Hey lovelies, welcome to episode number 19 of the journey of self-love through self-care. My name is Amy Mercado and I am the owner and the creator of my brand, The Mercado Method, where I teach a variety of online classes from yoga to fitness and I also do in-person events. Today's episode, I'm really excited because I've got a really good friend of mine, Sarah, who's come on the podcast and we've actually known each other for just over a year now. And Sarah is also known as Dr. Energy Flow. And she is an intuitive healer, a Reiki master, a clairsentient and a sound therapist. And Sarah helps people release stagnant energy that has resulted in anxiety, depression, back pain, sleep issues, smoking addiction, heartache, and so much more. And Sarah also does uh, one-to-one sessions where she adds a variety of like intuitive techniques and she has lots of things using aromatherapy and sound and vibration. And she generally works on a really intuitive level to help people clear what's perhaps not only in their bodies, but in their energetic fields. So some of you might know this is your aura or there's like different levels to that. And she often picks up on like past and present feelings or life events without them like so if you used to have a session with Sarah it might not even be something you've shared with her but she'll be able to pick that up and Sarah will also be able to use her insights to help the people that she works with to understand their blockages and release them as they're ready she also hosts private ceremonies and does um Everything from bridal blessings to birthday celebrations, baby showers with a twist, moon ceremonies, and so much more. And just to give you guys a little bit of a background, me and Sarah actually, well, we didn't actually meet the first time, but I heard Sarah the first time. (laughs) (laughs) And we was at a sound therapy plant medicine um, experience. And I'd finished my ceremony and we was... We was all, you know, we all chat afterwards and we share our experiences. In the background, I could hear this person being quite violently ill. And I was like, oh my goodness, I hope this human is okay. That just sounds horrendous. Unbeknown to me, because I was new to all of this last year, that's part of energy releasing. So you might purge, like be sick, you might be screaming, crying. Um, there's lots of different ways to release energy. And that was my first time hearing that kind of church and <laughs> about two weeks later my friend phoned me and said hey do you fancy coming to this person's house we're going to do a moon ceremony and we're going to use a bit of plant medicine and she's a reiki healer and a sound therapist and I'm like I don't know what the fuck that means but I'm I'm down and when I was on my way there he was like remember that girl that was being quite sick and I was like yeah he's like that's who we're going to today and I was like oh my goodness what am I letting myself in for and do you know what it was probably one of the most profound experiences of my life so turned up to Sarah's home and it's beautifully set up like there was giant crystals everywhere and plants your house really really inspired me as well like there was plants growing inside the whole setup was phenomenal and it was actually the worm moon last year that we I went to yours and what we did was we shared some plant medicine and we did some sound healing and Sarah was singing and I felt stuff come up but I was scared to let it out and it was actually Sarah and my friend that were like you know if you're you know let it out it's okay 
And what came out of me <laughs> sounded like a possessed, probably a possessed human. And it was very, very, it was like, and I was sobbing and all this energy. And actually it was your neighbors that were like banging, saying like, you know, keep it down. And then you saying, it was only eight o'clock, but it was really, yeah. 100%. I was, I was purging very loudly. I wasn't actually sick, but the 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 pain and the grief that I did not realize was coming out of me because it was uh, vocal. It was very very vocal, and I felt very safe. Yeah. And it it really really helped me clear a lot of stuff that I didn't even know I was holding because I never used to. I didn't cry for about five years, and so. That was my experience actually meeting Sarah in person. And since then, we've actually been working together on the a few of the last moons on the Morning Gloryville platform where Sarah comes on and she does Reiki and she does pre-recorded and um, sessions for meditation so that we can incorporate the Reiki with the sound healing and her singing. And it's just been a really cool collaboration. So I wanted to invite Sarah on today so you guys could get to know Sarah a bit more and Perhaps you could teach us more about what sound therapy is, a bit more about Reiki and what the difference between a master Reiki is. And, and, and uh, again, this is all very new to me myself. And, yeah. you know, who are you and what got you into it? And what was you maybe doing before it? Was you always doing this? And yeah, just go for it, Sarah. Hey, so hi everyone, lovely to connect. Um, first of all, I am so grateful that you and I connected and that we've just become a team since um, your first session because we've really grown as people. We've really learned to know each other. It's true that the first time you heard me was definitely not singing. I had done plant medicine for the first time in my existence and I had a lot to relieve. I could do was breathe backwards. <laughs> and at one point I actually fainted and then I came back to life and that's when I purged. So that's when you heard me for the first time. Definitely don't regret it. It was, it was a huge release and I know what I released. Um, I would really advise people when they're ready to kind of go along with this because it's a beautiful kind of remedy. Um, but to come back to... Um, Okay, who am I? Um, so I'm 40 years old. I have been doing Reiki for four years now. Um, before that, I was doing events. I also wanted to be in the music industry as a pop music songwriter. Decided that it wasn't uh, an industry that I was aligned with. Um, but Reiki, I got into it actually, strangely enough, because I was seeing a guy who had draining energy, but I, his, his mum was at the time, um, she was at stage four of cancer, and I was trying to help him and also her. Um, sadly, she was lovely, she passed away, um, and I understood why I was so drained and why throughout the whole of my life I've kind of been drained in certain situation. He was a covert narc. So anyone who knows kind of like about energetic vampires who kind of like soak up um, our energy and we feel tired or depressed or we feel that we're giving a lot of our time and like to people who don't particularly 
bring kind don't particularly uplift us in any way we just kind of like give 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 it's often that these people are narcissists um, and covert narcissists are very very hard to detect actually because um they tend to have lots of issues um and empaths are drawn to them because we want to try and help them so that's how I got into <laughs> Reiki because um one day I was absolutely like I had no energy and I'm a very energetic person um and I just thought there's something weird here I have to work on like I have to help him so that's how I got into it and I did the first level which was amazing um I practiced a fair amount um left him but continued to practice on my friends but it's really interesting because basically reiki is a japanese method of ener energy healing and the idea is to send light so you 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 kind of picture light and you send it to the chakras now there are seven major chakras there are many more i think there are 22 chakras around the body but we in in reiki we were meant to work on the seven chakras um, and we send light to those chakras and initially I was doing that but then I'm the kind of person who I believe in anything mystical I believe in anything kind of like I believe that anything is possible you know but at the same time I was thinking I have no idea where this is going like I have no idea like if it's even doing anything and at one point I was like I just said to myself like how do I know this is working? Like, and out of the blue, I did a session for one of my closest friends. And there are all of these messages that were coming into my head, like such and such has said this, and she's felt that, and this happened and blah, blah, blah. And I thought I had gone crazy. But since she's my closest friend, I thought, I'm going to speak to her about it because she's also extremely like kind of open-minded and I said I picked up on like no I didn't say I picked up on this I said this came out and this came out and this came out and like we were talking about it and all of a sudden she went hold on a second I've never told you about this and I was like I know and she said but I've never found the words to express this and I was like well there must be a reason. And all of a sudden I realized, oh my God, I've channeled something. And then I started to do a few sessions on other people that I knew and tried to see if there was the same thing that came out. And it was always the same thing. And all of a sudden I realized, oh my God, I'm picking up on specific things that have happened to people that have to be released. That they don't even know that are still in their body or, or that they've gone on or blah, blah, blah. And I think the, the, the most profound, well, not the most profound, but the, the moment where I really realized that I really had a specific talent, which was not just Reiki, but also clear sentient and intuitive healing was a girl came to me and um, I like to do my sessions where I say, don't tell me what's going on. I'll, if there is anything, I'll pick up on it and I'll speak to you about it. But occasionally I do say, is there anything in particular that you'd like to work on? And she came to me because she hadn't had her periods in years. And that was something that I was definitely interested in. And I thought, okay, I'm going to see what comes up. And at one point, like I was pulling out knots. I felt like I was pulling out knots and like they were starting to get really, really big. And the thing is like, that's, 
normally, as I said, Reiki is just sending light. The way that I, <laughs> I work is I feel the energy and sometimes I really have to go in and like, like pull it out. Like, and it can be like, I'll shake people's arms or I'll move them or I'll do anything that I feel that I need to do to kind of um, release that, that energy. And at one point, like I was pulling this knot out and in like in a, a switch, I kind of gone, got the, the, the feeling of, okay, this is not a knot. And all of a sudden it was, oh my God, this is the spirit of a baby. And I had like a split second kind of realized what I was to do. And I knew that I didn't want to do it on myself. And I'm not someone who's ever really called in angels or spirit guys or anything like this, but I just felt, okay, I can't do this on my own because it's like huge. And I had a midwife that lived in the same building. And I kind of like on a spiritual level called in, like her presence or her spirit guides and all of a sudden I was like releasing the soul of the baby and I was like kind of like I find myself looking down like obviously I couldn't see anything but I just knew that it was the soul of a baby and kind of like put it on the girl's chest and then and then kind of like sent the soul away um but then when I spoke to the girl about it, I, I said, I feel that you unfortunately lost um, a child. And the thing is, I knew the whole history of how it had happened, how, because um, she had found out while she was going through a separation and all sorts of things. And I knew exactly how she had felt and like the whole story. And she was like, completely like shocked. And like, I actually said to her, I have released this from your body because I felt that it had to come out. However, it's for you to communicate with the spirit, whether the spirit is to be sent back or if you're ready, or maybe you might need to have time to process this because I don't feel that is my role to send a, a spirit to another dimension. I don't feel that. I think that that's something that two people should make peace with. And I think that comes from the fact that I actually, when I when I lived in Paris, I went for a session of, they call it magnetiseur, uh, which is the same as um, Reiki, but it's just not called like that. And I went and I think I was 25 at the time. And I went in and I had always felt my granddad who died when I was eight around me. And the guy said to me, you came with your granddad, I released him. And then I never ever felt my granddad ever again. And I didn't have the time to say goodbye. Like for me, he had been around me all my life. So in that respect, when it happened to me, I kind of thought, okay, I can't do the same thing. I have to give this space so that they can communicate. But that for me was a, a massive thing because I thought, okay, it's not just sending Reiki. It's not just doing little things. Like I've picked up on fibroids. I've picked up on traumatic things that have happened to some people. Um, but anyway, the girl's periods came back shortly after that and she's gone back into her cycle. Everything's amazing. But there are other things that I pick up on that, like, for example, um, just feelings. It's really interesting because it's kind of like the way that I've seen it, because I I got to the point where I was like, OK, why? Why is why can I do this? And I understood that I'm a vessel between 
the persons, the person that I'm working on between their higher self, their higher consciousness and their conscious self. And sometimes they need to be told certain things that they've forgotten about or that they're not aware of and express in a different way to actually understand why they're having certain situations in their life or why they're feeling a certain way or having simply a different perspective. Um, because very often we have our own perspective, but then the way that I work is also kind of like kind of finding peace and kind of finding the balance. And the way that I see it is that I call God universe, I call I call whatever you want to call stories, I call it granddad. <laughs> but anyway, the way that I see it is that granddad has asked me to kind of be the mediator between the person's higher consciousness and their mind and their their consciousness now and that helps people I think release things and it's really interesting because I did the second level two years later um for Reiki um and I <laughs> didn't do my master's level which is the top level is the, the I mean you can do more practices and other things and in different types um, but the masters is kind of the, the top of the game. I didn't do that with the same teacher because my the teacher on my second level told me off for actually we did training on two people um, and I had all of these things that came through. I did my, my sessions as I always do and I spoke to them about it and she said, that's not what Ricky is. Um, you can't be telling people things, blah, blah, blah. It's not your role. And that's when I kind of understood, okay, maybe it's not my role, but it's helping people. And I decided to stick to what I do. And that's why I always say I am a Reiki master, but I'm also an intuitive healer and clear sentient because it's not just, I mean, I can read people's energetic fields. I, I read memories, I read feelings and I read all different things. So it's much, it's, it's different. Like Reiki masters or Reiki practitioners can be amazing at what they do by sending light. Um, what I do is that bit, different and I think sometimes giving people a bit more clarity on why they're feeling things or why they're why they're they're projecting things or why they've got specific feelings or specific pains obviously I always say I don't know where it comes from I'm channeling I, I, I could be wrong like but I tend to touch wood <laughs> I tend to always be right and people tell me that I've literally changed their lives like they have a different outlook or they're feeling much better or they feel released or they've like they just feel an energetic reset which is amazing and sometimes like all sessions are different I never know what I'm going in for and some people can have like an incredible experience where they go and they kind of like I've been told that sometimes it feels like plant medicine when people are kind of like going away somewhere um, into a trance state other people are very relaxed other people cry um, I, I never as I said I never know what I'm working with and I do everything intuitively so sometimes I'll just say that I feel that they need to hear um, every experience is different and we all have the way that I see it is that our mind is a computer and our body is also a computer basically we are these massive computers with emotions with feelings 
um, with all different files for all different things um, in our systems. Um, and we're also programmed to think a certain way. And then after sometimes we shift away and then we change our minds and all of these things, but everything, everything stays within us. That's one of the things I understood actually on plant medicine. I, I had no idea, um, but we remember every single event in our life. We remember every single second of our lives, of our existence, and it's stored in our memory, um, in the mind, but it's also stored in the body. Like I, as I said, it's for me, it's not just working on the chakras. Sometimes I'll feel that someone has something stuck here, you know, and it will be a specific memory. Or sometimes I won't even know exactly what I what it is. I'll just know that they've got a pain here and they'll say, oh yeah, yeah, I do have a pain there. And they'll say, okay, I've released it. Like the other day I had a girl who came and she had really like bad pain in her knees. And I picked up that she was having a conflict with her sisters. <laughs> And it was true. And then I just, I worked on that. And then she texted me the other day saying, my, my knee pain's gone. <laughs> so these things are really, really, really interesting. What I love also is that it's just, I'm constantly learning more and more and more. Like I'm learning stuff about the body. I'm learning things about energetic frequencies and all of these things. I'm also still working on myself. I'm still work in progress. I still have moments where I'm processing my own things. To be honest with you, I had quite a, I had quite a traumatic um, life. I had lots of changing, changes. Sorry, I had lots of um, things that I had to pull through. Um, were how can I put it? I think my my parents tried their best, but they didn't really fully understand who who I was and what I needed, and they didn't have the tools to give me what I needed. And I became an empath from a very young age. I wasn't quite aware of it when I was younger, but I think pulling through all of these feelings and patterns and understand, ah, this person is like that with me because they went through that. I think this has really given me the tools to become great at reading energy and reading all different things. I think also there is an element of something much more supernatural that we're not aware of, you know, the higher dimensions, getting messages and all of these things. I think um, these are things that we're not in control of and they are gifts if we want to use them well. Um, but as I said, I think now it's really interesting because I'm I think I've, I've reached again another level because now I'm realizing that um, I have access to um, vibrations um, and codes that just come to me naturally. And I don't even think about them now anymore. Like if I'm doing a session on someone and all of a sudden I feel like I want to do that, I just do it. Because even if I don't understand- Just, just, I to, um, just to cut in, sorry. Can you explain to people what an empath is and what a convert narcissist is? Because yeah. not everyone's at that. So it'd be just like, cause I, I've never heard of a convert narcissist before. I've heard of empath, but some people, again, this is so new. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So empaths tend to be people who, um, for example, if you walk into a shop 
and you don't know someone, but you just know that they're having a bad day, you tend to be, without them even saying anything, you'll just look at them and you'll just sense something about them and you'll have compassion for them. Um, or for example, if you see an animal in distress, you will want to help it. Even if you're running somewhere and you don't have time, you will actually stop to look after or to find, like if it's a bird, for example, you'll find a way to find like a box or whatever. Those tend to be the empaths. Those tend to be the people who have lots of compassion, lots of love for people, even for strangers and who do things naturally. Um, How did that when you mentioned about your childhood how did that affect you like if you become an empath as a child with your parents for example how how does that play out and what does that do to you energetically as a person maybe emotionally physically as a person well you understand that even if people are cruel to you it's actually that they have had to go through certain things it's a kind of maturity from when you're very young as to even though you feel it and even though you feel very unloved and very misunderstood, you know that is a projection. From a very young age, you understand this person has been horrible to me because they didn't get enough love. But how does that emotionally sort of affect you? Does that mean you start like shutting off as a person? I've heard heard with empaths as well, like you almost start to become like people pleasers and... So you can become codependent Um, And codependent is when you are a people pleaser or you often feel as if you've done something wrong. It's really, it's really, it's kind of a paradox because you want to help and you want to hold space and you want to be understanding. Mm. And at the time you, you do everything just to get just a tiny little bit of love. You know, it's literally you're you're seeking love outside of yourself then I'm assuming. Yes. And that's where it's really interesting because most of the time, anyone who is an empath, um, unless they do a thing called shadow work, which is understanding where their pain comes from and how to release it and how to accept whether, because often, often empaths are also, also feel like victims because they know that they've been treated in ways that they didn't deserve even though they could have been told you deserve to be treated as if you're nothing because your parent has kind of said it vocally or made you feel that way. So empaths have lots of shadow work and work on themselves to kind of uncover that and forgive to a certain degree, at least understand where it all comes from and make choices to not feel as if they have to please people or as if they have to um, um, kind of um, give in or, um, yeah, it's, 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 it's a lot of hard work for empaths to kind of still have compassion and at the same time move on from things that they've gone through because most empaths are very pure-hearted you know they don't want anyone to suffer but sometimes they also have to protect themselves because the thing is we often come across people who take advantage of us or who um yeah just 
it's almost like I feel like because I feel like I was an empath at one point because I would always be doing pe- things for other people and putting myself last and if someone asked me to do so I couldn't say no and yeah. I'd, find I'd get very burnt out and then I'd then almost get really angry and project my anger elsewhere because I was so tired and I would then turn on the I was very I was very drained all the time and now that I've put boundaries in and I think that's what yeah. empaths need to work on is well that's exactly it. when you when so when you do shadow work you basically learn to understand what your boundaries are for you to actually find a balance in life mm-hmm. it doesn't that you can't be kind to people who are unkind it doesn't mean that you can't it just means that sometimes you need distance like me there are certain people who there are certain people who that's the other thing there are certain people who should care for you and love you who maybe do but not in your love language not in the way that you need and it's okay I personally think it's okay if you come to the conclusion that actually I'm better off without these people in my life and you wish them well from afar. And that's also, that's often the case when you have an empath and a narcissist and a covert narcissist is, so narcissists tend to be very, um, very um, exuberant, very um, me, 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 you know? Whereas the covert narc, like narcissists, like you, you feel like you always have to praise them. You always have to say, oh, you're the best. You always, the, um, don't, don't get me wrong. Narcissists are only narcissists because they have had a lack of love. Yeah. The same empath. So we have to, to a certain degree, have compassion and understanding for them. It's not, it's not been their choice. There's been a point in their childhood where they have felt so unloved that something is switched in their brain. I personally think that we make the, when we've had a very traumatic childhood, I personally think that as souls, we decide whether to have to be to be um, empaths or to be narcissists. I that's my personal belief. I do, I do feel though, like I when you talk now you spoke about convert narcissists, I do feel like there was a time when I was a narcissist, like a convert narcissist, because of all you, you can't you can't change no no I don't know like I I was I think after I went through a lot of heartbreak about five years ago I think it was like this wall went up and without realizing I would then be just I could be horrendous yeah no but I think it's different because I think I think um how can I put it you were processing things you were processing things which is different you had to go through a whole phase of processing um I think um also I don't know if it was the case for you but I think covert narcissists like if it's it's often like they mold they want to be they want to be like the person that they come across so they're really good at kind of picking up on um, what you love. And all of a sudden you're like, you feel as if you've met your soulmate um, because they love doing the same things as you and all of these things. Um, covert narcissists, they're, they're much, they're, they're very shy. They're very, they're very, they tend to be very shy. They tend to be very, um, very sloppy, very like, 
uh, I'm having a bad day today. Uh, like literally, um, but sometimes at the beginning, they can be very uplifting and all of these things. But I don't know, it's, it's, it's an energetic thing where literally you feel as if like you spend time with them and you have no energy. Mm. Um, covert arts are very, very hard to detect because we're in a society where we all have problems <laughs> and we all have that we're going through, you know. Um, but the, 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 the way that... Um, I also detect um, like um, covert narcissists that there are always people in the background. There are always like other people they're talking to because, and it doesn't mean that they're cheating. It often means that they'll be getting some kind of like emotional um, supply from someone else. Actually, I know a few people, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think that's something that um yeah I don't know they're they're all different factors I mean I'm not saying it's it's um there are different there are different ways of recognizing a covert narc basically right. yeah. it's, interesting. It's, it's something I'm going to be that's looking yeah. up because when I get a new word or something I'm like oh my brain goes yeah. and covert, covert basically means in hidden uh, interesting hidden. yeah hidden. Hidden narcissist, hidden narcissist. It's covert. There, it's um. I think it comes from French actually, couvert, um, which means cover. And could you? Because I have no idea what a clairsentient is either. Yeah. So could you like fill me in so, on? Yeah. So clairsentient is basically, as I was saying earlier, how I pick up on um, um, energies, um. So you, you clairvoyant is, for example, when they can see the future. Um, clairsentient, the sentient part of it is feeling. That comes from sentir, which is in French, meaning feeling. So it means that I can feel energy. I can feel memories. I can feel what's going on in people's energetic fields. I can feel it. And the clear is basically seeing things without anyone telling me. So that's what clear sentient is when you can pick up on specific things without mm. work. Yeah. Okay. And so I've got lots of questions. When yeah. you said uh, with Reiki, like you give lights. So yeah. what, what does that mean? Because I'm, I'm appreciating now we've got light bodies and stuff like that. But again, I know that some people won't have heard of that term before. But when you're saying you're giving light, like in your, how would you explain that? What, what is happening in that process? Yeah, so I always do at one point during my session, I, I visualize myself sending light into the chakras. And I visualize a vortex spiraling with energy. Um, so that's when I'm sending light. But obviously, most of the normal Reiki sessions, that's they don't even put their hands on people. They just they just send, they just visualize light going into the chakras. And they'll do, for example, five, five minutes on each chakra. Um, I also use like tuning forks. I use gongs. I use um, all sorts. I use my voice that I consider a vibration too. Yeah, tell, um, tell me more about like, because like I said, when I came to yours, you we was doing Reiki, there was hands-on, and then yeah. there was sound bowls being played, there was yeah. singing. So like talk about frequency and like, yeah, fill me in on that sort of stuff. I find it fascinating now. 
Yeah, well, I have never been trained, but I'm naturally like I've written music since I was a kid. Um, and that's something that I've always found like not not me, but now I find it fascinating. But back in the day, like I'd write songs all the time, and people would be like, "But where'd you get the melodies from?" And I was like, "I don't know." <laughs> and like people would like come up and like start singing my songs like and or 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 sometimes I get recordings from people saying oh I was singing this earlier and it's just like all of a sudden like one of my songs popped into their heads because they're very catchy um but yeah so I've I've written music for a long time I think um sound healing is really interesting because it's it, there there's something about um knowing what sounds and what feelings they bring because sounds bring feelings sent um, um emotions sounds bring um um a kind of sense of you feel something in your body right um and knowing which ones to use when it some people follow specific rules other people like me i follow Rules. I follow the rules that I feel that I'm meant to be doing. For example, um, some people would say you have to play um, sound balls in a specific way. Um, I don't do that because I'm more, I play something if I feel that I'm meant to be playing that because I feel that comes again, once again, with what I feel the body needs or what I feel the mind needs or what I feel that the person needs to feel, and I know where to get that vibration. And so it's would like, you then put the bowls, like do you have the bowls? Because I, I can't quite remember a lot of that night, but I, I remember there was a lot of sound, a lot of singing, and sometimes like if there was music playing in the background, certain words would be like the perfect timing when we was doing stuff. Yeah, it's all intuitive, and I see it all as medicine. Like. Yeah. My playlist it's the same I'm actually currently working on making my own music um, because I want it to be really specific where people can't get that music from anywhere else yeah. um, but otherwise the playlist that I've been using now is actually really interesting because I work with the playlist and I never know what's going to come up next but it always seems to be the medicine too yeah. um, really interesting because it's literally like but I actually set the intention before I start working on someone I set the intention of for spirit to show me what I need to use and for example if there's a song that comes on that also guides me and sometimes I'll say specific things that I feel that the person needs to hear mm -hmm. and it seems to always be the case you did um, one um, when you were singing and one of the songs and you sang it right at my face and you said like what if this is heaven on earth and it was like this penny just dropped and yeah. I was like oh my like literally it was it was stick with me for life that that particular moment and I was like shit this is heaven and we are here to create like we've got the power in the consciousness to to create to wake up it's really interesting because I think we go through phases where in this, this is my personal opinion as a human being, we go on earth, we have both heaven and hell and in between, whatever that is. I think we have 
experiences that are both. And I think the idea is to reach more and more experiences that feel good and amazing. But sometimes you have to go through really hard times to get there, you know, and it's finding that balance of like, I, on top of that, I'm a Scorpio. We're we're the type of people we have to die several times in our lifetimes, kind of like come back and be like, okay, we're alive again. <laughs> like this retrograde has just been like so hard for me. It's just been like, uh in time I've also found lots of answers and lots of understanding. Like the beautiful thing of like being a human especially on the spiritual kind of level once you start to dive deep and be like okay we're human beings but what are human beings mm-hmm. like we we are incredible magical creators and creations and all of these things but at the same time you also have the choice of being beings of light or being beings of like I like to to think to myself, like often, as much as I am trying to create a nice life for myself, because you know what, I deserve it. (laughs) Um, At the same time, I want it to be purposeful. I want it to be to help people. And it's true that I did make the choice of not doing certain things that could have brought me financial freedom, that could have brought me fame, but they didn't align with who I am. And I think that's part of the journey too. It's like, what actually makes your soul happy? What actually um, makes your soul feel liberated? Because I think we're in a system, when you think of it really, it's only been about a hundred, it's only been a hundred years that the financial system that we know nowadays has been put in place. Before that, that didn't exist. It was the gold. It was gold. People had gold. But now that the monetary system has been created from nothing, (laughs) from nothing, and now that we actually live in that society and people have control over this, over what we can do and what we can't do and how much money we get from it, that's where I think people can kind of like, you can have dreams, but to have to be able to do certain things, you have to um, stick to certain conditions and all of these things. So it's also a matter of like figuring out, like, is this good for my soul? Am I bringing something good into the world? You know, um, yeah, do you know what's beautiful? I think what lockdown taught me and it's probably showing you is like we have the power of the Internet and it's taught me how to work smarter and to let go of killing myself yeah try and provide like same as you like trying to work out how to be in this system but it's actually getting to that point like even doing stuff like this just makes my heart happy because I'm like I wasn't into any of this before lockdown and like the fact that you said as well like you know I hadn't even tried plant medicine or anything till really last last December um and you know you was into Reiki and stuff pre-plant medicine as well so it almost gives people that peace of mind that this is on the cards potentially if you want to delve into it you don't even have to use plant medicine or anything like that but it will expand no as I said like I waited oh I think we lost you sir the internet's been doing really well though so far two years sorry the internet sorry the internet cut out say that again Um, no no I, I waited two years between doing the first level 
and the second level but I do believe that things come into your life when you're meant to have them you know it's really interesting because the thing is too it's it's, I don't think it's because of the lockdown however it definitely did play I, I was very much like I've always been um I've always been someone who questions things, um, trying to understand why things are a certain way. Um, But even more so, even more so in the last few years Mm -hmm. after not to be in the music industry, for example, um, because I had to question why I didn't want to be there. Um, And that has really, made me understand that we can go through different phases of our lives. And for example, for me, I'm, I'm at the point where I'm learning. It's really interesting because recently I was wondering like, why don't I have like people coming to me every day? Cause like people who do have a session with me say, oh my gosh, you're fucking like, sorry for swearing you're amazing like like people tell me that like I changed their lives and all of these things and I was kind of thinking like okay why is it not taking off then and then I realized because you have to make your own music because you have to like you're still developing your own style and sometimes like being patient with that process is really important and the thing is like I do think that lockdown has opened people to different experiences, to understanding themselves more. It's true at the end of the day, the thing that I find really quite, it's beautiful. And at the same time, I find it very frustrating at times. It's like, what are we as human beings? Why are we here? Why is there such difference? Why is there like a kind of system where it's like, why do we not come into this world? And like, if it's a financial world, why do we not all start off with like, okay, you've got I don't know, like 50,000 when you're 18 years old, do what you want with it, you know? <laughs> you I know think I mean? in some countries, though, they do start, you get the same thing, you get start in life, there's a, like, I think, I can't remember if it's Germany or something like that, like, they get a box and they're all given the same sort of start process. But, you know, they say that the UK is the, it's the, the financial heart of the world. So we would have chosen, they say, to re- we've chosen to reincarnate here to, to figure it out. And they do say, like, once you've figured out a system, that it's, that's when you, but for both of us, I was the same. I was like, why am I not growing? Or why is this not happening? Or why is it a bit, bit tough? And I was like, hang on, you've still got some serious, because what I try and do is, is fix everyone else again. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, like I said, there's only one of us. Yeah. It was probably both at burnout at some point as well. So it's like, we need this time to actually, you know, I feel like I've missed out on, on being a child. I got parentified very, very young, and I'm sure you did too. And this is our time also to go, ah, let's work out how to bring balance because we're yeah. gonna we're gonna try and go hell for leather again because that's our nature. But yeah. um oh, another thing I had did I did ask my um my community if there's any questions for you as well. I hope that's okay. And um, I've got a girl, she does Reiki herself, but she was very, very interested. She said when she did our moon meditation, I I sent you obviously the the message, but she said she got some serious heat in her hands. And when she meditates, she said she gets all these different languages. And I said, you do too. So I I sent her the light language. Now, 
Light language is something that I've been listening to on YouTube, but I have no idea what it is or, or what it's doing to me. But could you tell us a bit about light language and perhaps why people are experiencing heat and stuff when they're listening to our sessions? Yeah. So light language, I realized that it's one of the things that I've been doing for years without knowing in the sense that when I started to develop my own way of working during Reiki, not just sending light, but I was like, okay, I now that I've got proof, because I wanted to have proof that what I was doing was I was doing it, doing it and knowing why I was doing it. That was really important for me. Then I started incorporating like music and signs and all of these things. And then as I said, I, I wanted to be in the music industry. I wanted to be a pop music songwriter but I had been told that I couldn't sing by my biological father and I believed him so most of my demos I had done by um, um, session singers I did some demos but not many but anyway I kind of shut off my voice um, but then for some reason during my sessions I often had the impulse of singing. I was like, okay, I'm not going to hold back. And I started to, <coughs> sorry, <coughs> to sing. <coughs> and people would often say, oh my God, you sound like an angel. And I started realizing that when I'm singing, I have a specific vibration. And sometimes I try and like tap into a specific note because I feel that it's what, the person needs to hear for it to heal them and that is actually light language and it's actually now I'm starting to realize it's actually channeled from different um, dimensions um, and it just comes and it flows through us that's light language also um, I personally I know it's I know it can sound far-fetched but I've kind of come to the conclusion and I do I do think that there's a lot of truth um I'm not afraid to say it anymore I do think that we're I find it really interesting that like celebrities are called stars and I think we're all stars mm. I think we all come from different planets I think whether it was during the Big Bang or whatever, I think we're we're all seeds and we, we've all come from different planets and we all have different origins other than human. And I think that part of being a human is kind of like to, to kind of like wake up and, and remember who we are. Now there are, thanks to the internet, sometimes we have information that reaches us and it could be fake information who knows but no matter what I find out about a thing called starseeds um and we're all we are all starseeds in my opinion and starseeds are like we are um seeds from the stars we all come from different planets but then there are some people who who have had several reincarnations on earth and others who haven't and others who are at different stages and I think star seeds who are awakened are the ones who are trying to make a difference in the world who are um, trying to bring light who are trying to do the right thing not just for themselves but also for other things other people and who are trying to find meaning in life and um, there are other um, 
human beings who aren't at that stage and who knows why you know I do believe that we are also meant to help those people too <laughs> you know maybe go through it's maybe karma it's maybe who knows like I feel the, the thing is like so I only got introduced to starseed terms last year but when I actually look back at my personality I was like you know people be drawn to me because of my energy so yeah. now I'm like oh it's because I'm a giver of light like you know exactly. in, in the lockdown I'd be like right I'm going to teach online and people be like going for a bit of a rough time and I'd, I'd log on I'd be like morning or so you yeah. get that energy and I was like but I was you know I wasn't into the spiritual side of things so it's it's accepting yeah. now like it's been a bit of a like is this really real and exactly. I listened on um BBC <laughs> BBC Radio One was talking to Bob Proctor and they was they were saying it's scientifically proven now we are beings of stardust like yeah and I was like this is on BBC Radio like crazy right but when you think of how we've evolved like when we were born the internet didn't even exist it's crazy how much we've been able to evolve internet is great and internet is not so great in some ways it depends what you want to take from it um also most of us who are kind of light beings we kind of want to know why we're here then we understand corrupt sides of the system and we're like but then after we kind of think okay i can't actually control this I'm just going to focus on myself. But it's true that once I understood that I had the true description, both physical and mental, of a Palladian, which is an alien, (laughs) it was really weird because, like, I read all of it and I read the description and I looked at a photo of a so-called Palladian. I was like, my life makes sense. And that's it. Like, I feel like for people like listening to this, if, if this is a bit too much for you and a bit too out there, like start with one thing at a time as well. Like obviously we've jumped, we have jumped a lot. Like it's been like energy healing to channeling and, and light work. Yeah. Everyone's on all these different levels. And the same for me, like, sorry, this is, this is just part of the fun. And I feel like, cause I've got some people that listen to this and they've got like pains in their bodies and there's yeah. symptoms showing up and it's, and I was like, I said to him, would you be open to considering that you need energy removed or energy to come to the surface so you can acknowledge it? And it might not even be yours that you're carrying. So it's it's a lot. Like, and even now, like for myself, when I read things, I listen, I'm like, this is a lot to take in. So my advice as well to those of you listening, that if this is a bit too much, like start, start small, don't get overwhelmed and don't try it. A hundred percent. Don't try and spiritually bypass as well because the stuff yeah. that got, this is what I think is very important that nobody's really talking about. Like if you I've got some friends that have gone straight into the spiritual sides yeah. and the body's gonna pull you're gonna get pulled back hardcore, into the hardcore. I've been kind of on a spiritual journey, I would say, for eight years now. Yeah. Um I I I fell into a real bad depression and then I went through all kinds of things and then like the whole even the whole like kind of like thinking oh my god am I a star seed and all of these things that's only been in the last year like and even then it's just been in the last few months and it's like we can also push ourselves and like have too much information sometimes but it's also it's really interesting because I the way that I see it is that I'm open-minded and I might have an opinion about something right now and I might in a few months or a year or whatever realize oh actually no it wasn't that and I'm wrong and that's fine and that's something that I've also understood about like 
all sorts of things in the last few years. Like I, even the opinions of myself or how I saw myself or things that I thought about the world or about systems or all kind of things. Like that's the thing. It's also the journey and it's being open-minded to actually like realize we are ever evolving. Our thoughts are ever evolving. What we think is ever evolving. And some things might, as I said, some things feel as if, they're a bit far-fetched and that's why I said I read something mm. about star seeds and I connect with it but where does that even come from <laughs> you know so that's <laughs> why who's, who's there sitting typing all this that's why I'm always like I am always in that that's what I tried to explain at the beginning like when I started talking about this like I I found that information oh. I don't know because we don't know where this comes from however I with that I match that right now and it's really interesting because for example um yeah it's like channeling so whether it's vibrations through sounds or whether it's also like a kind of dialect now sometimes and I'm still very new in this but people do feel that it, like they connect with it. Yeah. I'll, I'll start, and I ask spirits kind of like, um, um, come through me and and speak a specific dialect, and it sounds like, kind of weird Japanese, like crow, weird weird things. But I just go with the flow because whenever I've listened to other people doing this, this is specific for Pleiadians, for example, I have, after I listen to something for five minutes, my whole body is like buzzing. Wow. I don't specifically understand wow. what I'm hearing, but it's raising my vibration. Mm. And in that situation, since I know that when people listen to stuff that even if I'm not doing Reiki on them, if they're just listening to stuff that I've recorded, um, like whether it's this dialect, but I always have it with music or whether it's just the music in my voice on its own, I know people are raising the, their vibration, you know, in that sense. And we don't really know where, where any of this comes from. We don't really know if we can believe any of it. At the end of the day, we, we know what we're, 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 just, we're just at the beginning of the journey. And I feel like the more we find our community, and that's what, um, that's what my friend said when she messaged, she went, I felt like I was with my soul family. And obviously we was doing this. This is what's fantastic is like, we're doing a moon workshop, we're doing it online. We've got, and I think she's like, she said she lives a couple of hours away from me. And she was like, I was visualizing being with my soul family. And I felt so at home. And I'm like, what a freaking cool thing that we're doing now. We're expanding because the yeah. internet is like, and it, it almost, cause it can be very lonely this journey. And like you said, like you went through a bit of depression with it. I was going through initially when this was, transferring through to me I felt like very depressed and very like I didn't know who to talk to about it I felt like something was weird and but now like by having this power as well to show people like we're right here and we've got we can tap in telepathically we can tap in through the internet we can tap in in groups now and it's yeah. we're at such a powerful time but just just to wrap up because I'm, I'm aware of the time so it's been like an hour and obviously people yeah. I know we've said listeners like well done for hanging on if you're still here to the end <laughs> do you offer like 
obviously I know you do in-person healing, but do you do distance healing and stuff? Where can people find you? And what I'll do as well is I'll put your details, your Instagram and everything underneath on the podcast details. So what, um, what do you offer and, um, like where can people find you? And if you do distance healing and stuff as well. Yeah. So I call myself Dr. Energy Flow. Obviously I'm not a doctor. (laughs) I just like, just like Dr. Dre. (laughs) Um, I just find it fun Um, and energy flow. So um, if you're putting all my details, I won't say, Um, but um, yeah, so I do one-to-one sessions in London Bridge and I do them in what I call the crystal hut, which is a glass house and um, there's a swing and everything. It's in nature um, with natural light. And then I also do, I've got, I have hot pink booth where people lie down and that's a whole different experience, which is really nice too. But I also do distance healing. And when I do distance healing, I tend to call the person. I do a little video first to start off with. uh, And then I call the person I go up into the pink booth and I tell them to get speakers or headphones because I will do the session as if they are there so -hmm. that they can hear everything, which is very different to normal to normal Reiki sessions, because obviously often there isn't music and all of these things. And I will literally sometimes go up to the phone with like tuning forks (laughs) or um, or they'll hear the gongs or they'll hear whatever it is I'm doing at that time, just so that they can really absorb. I'm guessing it's good that speakers or headphones would be better as well then. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, so I do distance healing. the, I would say that the difference between the distance and the in-person is, well, obviously when it's in-person, I also spray lots of things. Um, the vibration, it, it's a different experience, but they're both they're both amazing. And the, the results still like, I can still read into people's energy, even if they're not there. I, it's, I find it fascinating that we can tap into these things. And sometimes I'll be on, doing a session for someone who's in Australia, and I know what they're feeling at that time <laughs> or I know something they've experienced when they were five years old <laughs> and it's just like how but I've come to the point where it's like I don't actually need to know why I just have to express what I feel and for it to help them okay well thank you so much for your time my lovely and if you've got any more questions for Sarah you can head over to Instagram and like I said I'll pop that underneath and if you've got any questions for myself then you can get in touch but yeah hope you're having a blessed day wherever you're listening to or evening and you can catch me and Sarah at the next moon workshop which I believe is next can't quite remember the date but it's at the full moon in Virgo so um Sarah's prepared some root chakra sound healing and what's mathematicians and it's just going to be another for another call another magical uh, experience online and you can also do this on catch up as well and um we'll see you soon so thanks sarah quickly um my website is linked on my instagram my okay. instagram I'll pop, it all, I'll pop it all down in the uh, in the bio my instagram is private but don't uh, hesitate to follow it's just private because there have been so many instagrams copied recently that i just don't want that happening and that's cool so yeah i'll yeah. pop it all down and then you can also i can if you like i can also pop your email address down so people can private message you and drop you an email if they want to book a session or just ask yeah. questions amazing all right well i will see you later i was like talking to you bye